Life is one long journey made up of many detours. Some are chosen and some are not, but they all teach us something along the way. Welcome to the Detour Podcast, where conversations about life detours and travel detours converge. It's one part human experience and one part travel experience put together to teach and inspire us to take the detour and enjoy the wander. Hello, new listeners, and welcome back, fellow detourists. I'm your host, Sheila Shinsky, and today we are chatting with Sarah M. Guys, you're going to love today's podcast. I'm so fascinated. Sarah is someone that I recently met, and when I heard about the book that she wrote, I said, oh my goodness, I've got to get you on the Detour podcast right away. And so thank you, Sarah, for taking the time really quickly since we just met. Um couple weeks ago I think um to to sit with me and Uh to um talk to our guests so I'm going to introduce you and then we'll get started talking thank you for being here you're welcome okay Sarah is an author of the book how I survived the killing fields a story of hope love and determination her book received an award for the most inspirational story in 2015 by Richter publishing in Tampa Bay Sarah grew up in Cambodia and her peaceful life ended that fateful day when she was rounded up by the Khmer Rouge communists, along with the whole Cambodian population. Sarah endured four brutal years in a forced labor camp that became known as the Killing Fields, where over two million people, which was one quarter of the Cambodian population, perished during the tyranny of this regime. She escaped to Thailand and arrived one year later in the U.S., and she got settled in Connecticut in 1981. Sarah became a U.S. citizen and graduated from Western Connecticut State University in 1988 with a degree in mathematics. She lives in Tampa Bay with her husband of 30 years, and she runs her business, Smart Healthy Living, and is the founder of the CPN Network, which stands for Christian Professionals Network. She will share her experience today that she learned from this unimaginable detour and how it can impact you. Her goal is to give you a renewed strength to conquer your challenges. So I'm excited to hear this story. Wow, I have chills and we haven't even started yet, Sarah. So again, thank you so much for being here and telling us your story. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, well, let's jump right into it because I'm sure there's a lot for you to tell. So um, let's start out, I don't know a lot about Cambodia, so let's start out, what was your life like as a child before all this stuff happened? Sure, yeah, I love to talk about my childhood because I had such a a wonderful, uh, peaceful childhood. I'm a firstborn and my parents are farmers but they love me so much because as a firstborn, you know, you know, everybody. You're the special one, right? You're special. But I grew up in the countryside. Uh, as a farmer, my, my parents are very busy with farming and everything, but countryside is so peaceful. Mm-hmm. But one thing I remember, my parents want me to stay in school. They said, farming is a very hard work and I don't want to, I don't want you to grow up as a farmer. Isn't that uh, what parents always want? They want their kids to do better than them or have a, I guess, easier life than yeah, they had. Yeah. yeah. Do you have siblings? You said you were firstborn, so you must have siblings. Yeah, I have three brothers. Three brothers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when you were, li- what did your parents grow on their farm? Rice. Rice, yeah. And then, she, and then they also have a small farm doing the uh, different kind of grain, like oh. beans and you know, corns and all that. So different but, types of grains, rice and grains. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so <clears throat> you were having a pretty peaceful and happy childhood with your parents and your brothers, um, probably like a lot of people grow up. When did, um, did, did when when you got rounded up, when your family got, did that happen all of a sudden or were there kind of things that happened ahead of time that um, made you guys think that, something would happen. Tell me about that. Well, it's uh, when I when I graduated from high school, I went to college mm-hmm. in in the city, uh, the big city, in the capital city of Phnom Penh. And 
that separated me from my family. Okay, so this happened when you were in college? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And <clears throat> that time, nobody expected that our country will happen that way. Mm -hmm. But we know that we are not not safe anymore. We hear, we heard a gun sound, you know, from far away and everything. But I heard some <clears throat> propaganda about communism. Okay. But I never get involved with any communist um, mm -hmm. party or anything like that. But what I found out later that this communist uh, party, <clears throat> they uh, sneak take away the teenager. They they took them away from the family and they took them to the far away in the countryside and teach them, teach them the new concept of communism. Oh, okay. So you had heard that some teenagers were, were being, they weren't really being kidnapped. Were they being kidnapped or were they just being sort of like uh, lured away in a sense like, okay, come and learn about this new new improved way that we could um, improve our country and we could improve things. Um, and they were kind of taking them to indoctrinate them uh, on this new way of thinking, yeah, the it, communist thinking. Yeah, yeah. They more like a lured them. Lured them, okay, yeah. okay. What do you think that they were promising? Um, like we know there's a parallel to say, um, like the Jewish Holocaust and, and communism in that way where, you know, Hitler took over and, and, and there was the, the um, oh, I can't think of the name now, but like the, the, the communist youth uh, where they would do kind of the same thing, mm -hmm. get the kids and, and, and bring them and indoctrinate them as well as this new way of thinking. Um, and that took a foothold because there were problems um, there that they thought maybe this communist system would be a better way to improve. What was going on in your country that you think uh, let that happen or people to be, because it doesn't happen right away. It's like they're coming in to solve a problem. So what do you think the problem was? The problem was uh, corruption. Okay. Corruption is just all over. And also, there was a, a goal to take away the, the ruling from the royal family. Okay, so that's what the government was like before that. In mm -hmm. It was more of like a king and queen yeah, ship yeah, sort of yeah. idea? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And so people were maybe looking for something different, and then they got lured by the the communist idea right. is that what you think yeah. happened yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so you were in college and you heard about um people being you know younger people being taught this new way um but you said that you weren't really interested in that uh, and you didn't look into it yeah well when they lure the young people in it's very secretive okay nobody know about it this is um, I found this out later. Oh, okay. Later, okay. that this, uh, this uh, grassroots uh, activity was done long time ago before they invaded, before they took over the country. Okay. Yeah. So when um, when the time come, they they march in. They marched in. They mm -hmm. march in and they they their their trout, their military tank and everything come in the same time as this teenager wearing black clothes and with you know, have the big gun on their shoulder. Okay, so they had sort of trained these teenagers to be part of this sort of militia. Mm -hmm. And then whenever they invaded they had even more people with their cause and mm -hmm you know, people from their own people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah their own people. These kids that yeah, were they, they part... twist their their mindset to be angry at those people. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. So they they even hate their own parent, their own family. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what would have to happen, right? To get somebody about you would have to do that. You would have to change 
and twist their minds to, that way to make yeah. people do those kind of things. Right. Okay, so what happened next? You're, they have this invasion, they march in, and what happens to you personally? Me personally, I at that time, it, it's, it's like a commotion all over. They, the sound of the gun and the rocket sound, it's getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm. So I uh, pack up my clothes and and then I went to meet my uncle. My uncle lived in the suburb. And then as soon as I got to my uncle's house, and he said, let's go to, to the city. The, the enemy is getting closer here. So we went back to the city, and we found an empty school building, which is strong enough for us to hide in there. Mm-hmm. So we hid in that that big building, brick building, we thought that it's strong enough to protect us from a gun sound. And then um, on that day, on that faithful day, when they marched in, we had no idea what to expect. But a day or two later, they went door to door, <clears throat> yelling at people to get out, get out, mm. now, now. It's like, you know, they intimidate us, they point a gun at us, they say, get out right now. Oh my goodness. So you're hiding in this school, were there other people hiding in there also? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So everyone just tried to find a safe place to avoid being like the the bom- like the bombing, like Not a shelter bomb- type of thing. Okay. Yeah. And so then they start going door to door mm-hmm. and making everybody come out into the streets. Yeah. Did yeah. Pe- did did they point a gun at you and they point a gun at us and said, you know, everybody go, out. go, go, go away. They they don't want us to stay in that place. And they just push us to go away. And they evacuated everybody. Okay. I mean everybody, millions of people in all the city in Cambodia. Wow. So there no not nobody can stay in the city. There are some old people or some rich people that they they, they don't want to leave. I heard later on they got sh- got shot. They, oh my goodness. No, so it was no. either go or just be killed right then. Mm, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so how did they where did they take you? Or where did they make you go? They they pushed us to go away from the city, so we just follow the crowd. You walked? Yeah. Okay, walked. so this was walking. Okay. Walking in the heat. The heat in Cambodia, it's like the hottest day in Florida. Oh, my. Right? It can be 110, can can be up to 120 sometime. Is the climate sort of jungle-ish? Uh, like a tropical and so humid too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, it's a tropical country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we we walk in the heat, and there is no place for us to take a shower or anything, or cook meal or anything because there is we don't have any tools. You d- right. You so just are walking on your own. Just keep walking. But How long did you have to walk? Several weeks. Several weeks? Several weeks. But we were lucky. My uncle is a lot smarter because um, he, 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 he know that we need to take some rice. So he packed up some rice and a little, a little container to at least we make the fire. We can cook the rice with. Mm-hmm. So if we have rice, we can, you know, at least we can survive. Yeah. So... um so they they weren't obviously providing food or anything mm-hmm. along the way and um so oh. people were you were just they would march until what would they let you sleep at all or uh, yeah, very we, little or we we can sleep on the ground uh, mm-hmm. when when we get too tired we can stop and and sleep but there's no um no place to sleep we we'll, yeah. we'll just um Sleep, sleep on the ground, and the mosquito bit us um, oh, you know, all over. But that's that's how we all are, mm-hmm. uh, the whole country. Mm-hmm. And during this time, I was crying. Um, I I crying of fear and crying, missing my family back home. Yeah. And I wish that I can be with with them at least. I can help out. You know, at this time, my mom just recovered from a four years paralysis. Oh, goodness. She has something pretty similar to a stroke. 
Okay. All of a sudden, she became paralyzed. Oh, goodness. From her neck down, she was paralyzed, and I was a caregiver. And that gave me uh, a chance to get to know my mom. Mm -hmm. My mom got to know me, and we shared this hardship together, and we bond together. Mm -hmm. So I love my mom, and my mom loved me. And so you were probably at this time, like you said, crying out of fear in this situation, but also because you're worried about your your parents and were your brothers still at home or were they somewhere else um i i think they yeah at that time yeah my brothers are still at home with my parents okay they were still at home when you got rounded up and and mm-hmm. so did you know if were were they part of the roundup too or they mm-hmm. yeah they were part of it too everybody every every person yeah every person okay but you didn't see them during this time so you don't know if they're okay you don't know if they are walking along if they've been you know, shot or, or anything. You don't know if they're okay. I have no idea. And thank God you had your uncle though, right? Yeah. Imagine if you were just all by yourself, you know, right. that if you had not gone to him and, um, that was good that he had some forethought to bring some food and some supplies yeah. and things. Wow. Well, I wonder how he n- knew to do that. I wonder what made well, him think. My, my uncle is an, a soldier. Oh, okay. So he, he know how to prepare for the life uh, challenges. But that brings another fearful thought because these communists, they will get rid of any military. They were getting rid of? Mm-hmm. Well, again... Of course, it's the yeah, enemy. They're going to, right, anybody that could pose resistance, kind of like, yeah. you know, again, drawing the comparisons like the Nazis did. I just happen to know a little bit more about that. Um, so I keep drawing the comparison. But, yeah, that's what they would do. They would get rid of anybody that could possibly rise up, have some knowledge, uh, coordinate people to form a resistance or, or anything, you know, had any kind of education or anything like that. That's, right. that's who they targeted right off the bat, anybody mm-hmm. that could oppose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even the, the college student, people that have education, yeah. they, they want to get rid of them. So I was so fortunate that nobody know me for sure that who I am. Right. But when I got to a, uh, a destination where they stopped pushing us further, mm-hmm. I was trying not to tell them that I'm a college student. For some reason, it's just like, I know that I'm not supposed to. Not, oh, so there was, there was God or someone whispering to you, yeah. something in you that says, don't, don't tell them that you're a college student, just, you know, keep quiet and, and play stupid, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, for lack of a better term. Uh-huh. Okay, so that was very smart on your part, too. So after all these weeks of walking, where did you end up? We end up in a small village, very far away from the city. And we stay temporarily with somebody's uh, place. And then they start to uh, push us to go to work right away mm-hmm. in the right field. Okay. But uh, remember, my parent doesn't want me to know anything about farming. I have no idea what to do. So I was oh. so nervous. And oh my goodness, what do, what can I do? I don't know how to do things. Oh so my like, goodness, yeah, okay. I was so fearful. Oh my goodness, I tried to learn as fast as I can. And then there was an announcement. They say, who want to go to, um, who want to move to Badambong and post out? That's another problem. Badambong is my hometown. Okay. When I heard that, I said, me, I want to go. Because I want to get away from this uh, farming thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know>, I- <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, Sarah. You're, you're like, my parents do not want to be to be a farmer. And even if I'm kidnapped, I'm not going to be a farmer. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, uh, but also when I heard the word uh, Badambong, that's the city where I grew up, and I think, oh, that's you... wonderful. I want to go so I can find my family. Right. Mm-hmm. Right away, I signed up, and then they took us and they dropped us in the wood. They just dropped you off in the woods? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we took the train, we took the boat, and, uh, and then the truck. It's a long drive, and then... By the time we got there, it's in the wood. 
It's not bottom bong. I was so disappointed. So now you're thinking, oh no, I left this place and I thought I was going to go back to my hometown. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just dropped off in the woods. What am I going to do now? Right. You got separated from your uncle during this? No, my, my uncle decided to move with me. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you still had contact with him during this not being a farmer stage <laughs> so far okay so my, he my, got to come with you too okay. my uncle loved me mm-hmm. but he had a wife and two little children oh so he decided to move his whole family with me okay so that as a protection and then when we got into this uh this new place we had to rebuild everything we had to build our own shelter we had to um try to make a little a little life out of the 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 wood right mm-hmm. it it's it's a remote village okay but we had to build our own shelter so i stayed with my uncle for a little while and then and then went to work in the farm again in the farm again <laughs> but anyway and then there was another announcement it said you know we are looking for volunteer single Men and women to go get trained, and you can be a mobile, mo- mobile a worker to go help out the people in the nearby village. When I heard that the word mobile, I said, "Oh, that might be my opportunity to find my family." That's all I thought about. Okay. It's the way out. To okay, so this new position that they're offering is called a mobile, and you would what were you to do? Go around and. They they will train us to do what to do something we don't know. Okay, so, but you just say okay, I'll get to walk around and maybe I can find my family. Yeah, and so you're like okay, I'll try that one now. Yeah. Okay, but so, now because they only want single single people, mm-hmm. I will have to move away from my uncle. Okay, so this was a scary decision. On one hand, you're thinking I might be able to find my parents and brothers. But I will have to leave the comfort of and protection mm-hmm. of my uncle, and you would be single, yeah, on your own. Yeah. Okay. So what happened now? So I decide to sign up, and and then <clears throat> on the day they will bring us to that place, and when we arrive, it's it's like an an abandoned Buddhist temple. They have some shelter for the monk that's used to you to uh, stay there. Mm-hmm. But now the monk, no no monk, okay. they 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 destroy any temple. They oh, are okay. they don't believe in any religion. Okay. So there's nobody, no monk in there. So we 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 stay. We we share the shelter with many many people, and then they. Want us to go to work in the right field? Okay? <laughs> yes, Sarah. <laughs> Do you just like never eat rice now? <laughs> Are you just like I'm never eating a piece of rice again in my life? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. So um, it's almost comical in this in this yeah. terrible terrible story. There's You're like no again out. with the rice again. <laughs> There's no way out. There's no escaping the rice. No, I want to run away so bad. I want mm-hmm. to run away. But I have no 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 way to know where where to go, what direction. Mm-hmm. And and they have gone all over. We were we were guarded by gun people. So I was gonna say you would probably uh even though you would run around, want to run away I'm sure that would have been very scary. Yeah, you very wouldn't risky. have. Yeah, very risky. You wouldn't yeah. probably be here talking to me today if no, you had chosen no. that. Yeah. Right, right. So um, I decide to. So now I have no way to go anywhere but comply with them. Mm-hmm. You know, their rule is just so ridiculous. They work us so hard, so hard, 15, 16 hours a day. And they only give us a little bit to eat, very little. And we will probably sleep about four hours a night. Mm. And when you are young, you want to sleep. Yes. I was right. 21. Yeah. 
if you think back about your young age, you want to sleep. Oh yeah, you're you're growing and and you need extra sleep at yeah. that age. Yep. So you would get about four hours a night, and they would work you about, you know, fifteen, sixteen hours a day. Yeah, and then after a long day of work in the heat, they want us to go to the meeting. Mm-hmm. Their meeting is very boring, mm-hmm. but they will observe you. Mm-hmm. Your manner, your attitude, if you have any signal of rebellion, you probably will disappear. Yeah. What would they what were they trying to teach you in these meetings? They want to teach us a commitment. Commitment. Commitment to to be to to be obedient to their new rule. Mm-hmm. To work hard, to rebuild the country, mm-hmm. to get rid of the old um, behavior, all thinking, in our old lifestyle. To get rid of that old lifestyle and old way of thinking, and to pick up this, this new way mm-hmm. of thinking that they were trying to push on everyone, yeah. force on everyone. Yeah. And you had to either pretend to go along with it, or just not make any. Uh, commotion about mm-hmm. it because um, if you showed any resistance they would get rid of people yeah 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 and the people that are the same boat as me mm-hmm. some of them they might point out somebody oh she did this did that so you don't want to show anything that that is rebellion to their yeah. rule. Mm-hmm. So one of the rules that I remember the most is that I cannot pick up any fruit. There, there's so many fruit trees, like okay. mango, orange, guava, mm-hmm. everywhere. Just growing naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this area used to be uh, where people live, but not anymore. Okay. But all these trees... Even though you are so hungry, you want to eat, you cannot go pick it up from the tree. Or even it's already dropped on the ground, you mm. cannot go pick them up. Mm. So mm. you're starving, basically, being mm-hmm. worked to the bone. Mm-hmm. They're giving you a very small amount of food every day, and there's food everywhere, and you can't have it. That must have been torturous. It's, it's torturous. And we have to wait until they gather all those fruit. And then they distribute equally. So by the time they, they give it to us, we are hungry to death, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. So every, they had to disperse it to you and decide what and when you were going to mm-hmm. eat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I became very sick. Okay. Because of the condition. Mm-hmm. It just worked too long hours, very little sleep, not much rest. And I became sick. A lot of people get sick. Mm-hmm. And when we live close together, once somebody got sick, we just share. We, right, we, it would spread. Yeah, mm-hmm. contagious. So, you know, uh, my first illness? Mm-hmm. Malaria. Oh, malaria. Yeah. Oh. And then oh, From I, all those mosquitoes, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Malaria, and I have high fever, and I have chill, and then... Very soon after malaria, I have typhoid. Oh my, typhoid? Yeah, yeah. Now, what, did they just keep you working or did they try to give you a time period to heal so that you could, you just had to keep working? You had to keep working. You had like, to... like nothing happened. They say, if you don't work, you don't eat. So wow. if we don't go to work, we, don't, we cannot line up to receive our little portion. We if... had to line up to receive that little portion. Wow. Yeah. So you're working still 15, 16 hours a day with malaria and typhoid. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And um, I keep, I, uh, I keep uh, dragging myself to go to work. And then uh, when it's too much, I cannot do it. Mm-hmm. They uh, send me to a place they call, oh, you need to go to the hospital. Because they want to get rid of me from the the workforce. Okay, right. So nobody. Else. So when I went arrive in the place that they call hospital, mm-hmm. it's not a hospital. 
it's the place where the sick people stay mm-hmm. and the sick people die. Mm. It's the infirmary. You so they just there. are quarantining you, basically. They're not really trying to heal you or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. give you any kind of treatments. It's just you go here so you don't spread this to the people that can work. And we'll keep all the sick people over here until they die or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the only good thing is that you don't have to go to work in the yeah. sun. That's mm-hmm. the only good thing. But other than that, you will res- you will get other disease from other people. So when I realized that if I cannot stay there, mm-hmm. I decided that this is not a place to stay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get healed from this um, condition. So I um, I don't know what to do. I want to run away. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go back to the workforce, but I was too sick. So I had to make my decision. What do I need to do? So at that time, it was a, a very, very difficult decision. Of but, course, because yeah. you're very, very I mean, you have no good choice mm-hmm. because you're very, very sick. You know that you can't stay there and continue to get sicker. Mm-hmm. You also are very, very sick, so how are you going to make your body not be sick and do what you need to do? So what did you do? Yeah, yeah. So as I saw people die every day, mm-hmm. and I realized that I might be nice, and all I can think about is to pray. Mm-hmm. At that time, I know, I know there is God up there, you know, mm-hmm. the big God that... I don't know much about it, but I know that God exists. Mm-hmm. So I started So to was you mentioned the the Buddhist temple was your family uh Buddhist or okay. Yeah. The whole country was Buddhist. Yeah. Where very few people uh, believe in other religion. Uh-huh. There are some uh, Catholic, mm-hmm. there are some Muslim, mm-hmm. but they're very very few. Very small percent. Very very few. So um but <clears throat> in my childhood, my mom used to read a story. And one story that stick, stuck in my mind is when she read about this story of a man. He's very, uh, very mean. And he took somebody else's children and a wife, and he abused them. Mm-hmm. And it took God in heaven. God saw what happened to these children and the woman. He sent an angel mm-hmm. to come to rescue them. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, I decide that there is God. Ugh. Since my young age. Ugh. So when whenever I have some problem, something that is beyond my ability, I pray to that God. So this little story. Oh, I'm going to try not to cry here. <laughs> this little story that your mom read you about a family being abused by this mean man and then God sending an angel to help them. She read this to you when you were a little child. And that, at that point, you decided, okay, there is this God, whatever that is, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then later on, when you're in this infirmary, you remember that story and you remember this is who you're going to pray to i'm going to pray were you hoping that god was going to send an angel to save you i don't know what but all i have hope for is that god will see me will 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 hurt my prayer mm-hmm. my prayer is to keep myself alive mm-hmm. so that i can go back home to find my family mm-hmm. so i ask god please help me to survive Mm-hmm. That's all. I know how to pray. I don't know how to pray. But night after night, you have to wait until night time so that nobody can see see me praying, you know. Um, and then one day, I have a little bit extra energy than usual. Mm-hmm. So I say, oh, I feel a little better. Now I will try to run away from this place, mm-hmm. from this infirmary. Mm-hmm. So I walk back to where the working people stay. Mm-hmm. So when I got there, there was a, a, a team leader. She knew me before. Mm-hmm. So when she saw me coming, she said, oh, okay, come here. 
you know, you work with with my group. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of kind. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe God lead me there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, you know, you stay with me. I'll find something like for you. So she keep her eyes on me, mm-hmm. and she realized I'm too sick. I need more help than 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 just working light here. So she's the next day. She said, "You need to go to work in the kitchen." Can uh, you imagine? Yes, kitchen. Yeah, you're finally out of the farmer field. <laughs> you're like, am I gonna have to cook rice? Probably, but at least I'm not farming it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One quick question before we move on. I just thought of this woman that was um, the team leader. Was she um, somebody that was within the Communist Party, or was she somebody that? Oh, she was somebody that mm-hmm. was in with mm-hmm. them. Okay, yeah. but she had some kindness to her, mm-hmm. and um, okay, so she, so. She's not the one who who carried the gun. Okay. Yeah. She she just. Uh, Take care of her team so okay. that they can go to work. They do this and that. So they have the team. Uh, gotcha. Team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she puts you in the kitchen. Yeah. You're finally out of the farm. Finally, <laughs> and then working in the kitchen is amazing because you know, um, I work in a shell uh, mm-hmm. in a shelter mm-hmm. in a shade. It's not under the one hundred and ten degree heat. Yeah. And I have access to food. Yes. I'm. I'm now. Uh, lining up to receive my little portion like like the 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 other people mm-hmm. so and also I have more rest more more, more time, time to rest to rest and sleep mm-hmm. so um, with with that I start to feel a little better mm-hmm. every day I feel better mm-hmm. so somehow some for some way my my condition get mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say, they're obviously not giving you medicine or treatment or anything for, I mean, uh, you can just get get uh, better <laughs> from malaria or typhoid, like your body just learn to fight it off or? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I had to add this. Um, I knew from my young age that this this uh, one tree is called neem tree. Neem. Neem. Oh, N E E M. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very bitter. Mm-hmm. Bitter from the the bark of the tree to the leaves to the fruit, but it has this kind of medicinal uh, quality. Mm-hmm. So all I can do was. Um, Pick up the leaves of this neem tree mm-hmm. and soak it, make like a tea. Mm-hmm. It's extremely bitter. Mm-hmm. But when you are, you you have a mal- malaria, you are so thirsty. Oh, okay. You will drink anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no matter how bitter it was, it becomes sweet because you are thirsty for it. Yeah, and then it had those kind of um, antibacterial properties um almost like a natural antibiotic mm-hmm. in a sense and so that probably did help you probably yeah. probably yeah plus the uh, when i got extra food and also right you know the nutrient from mm-hmm. the food and a good thing that <clears throat> living in a countryside like that you don't have gmo of course yeah <laughs> right no gmos <laughs> everything was organic yes <laughs> So now you're in the kitchen, and um, what happens? What happens next? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you detail like all of this greatly in your book, mm-hmm. but you you wind up in the kitchen and um, you're getting a little bit better. So what what happens next? Well, when I feel better, I look better. They saw me, mm-hmm. so they took me out of the kitchen. Oh, okay. And throw me back to the rice field. So, so, um, but at least I went to the field with a better energy, with Mm -hmm. strength, with, with, uh, you know, no pain. Mm -hmm. At least I can work Do what you needed to do. Yeah. 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 So, uh, since I have no way out, I just endure. I endure four years. Four years you were there? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so how did that finally come to an end? Well, 
toward the end of four year, there was a commotion out there. There's some guns, some noise, and everything. So something coming. Mm-hmm. So this communist group start to to uh, ask us to pack up and move, mm-hmm. move toward the wood, move toward the jungle. So every two weeks we pack up and then we walk and we we, we get settled. We we cut the trees and everything. Find a place for us to stay. To you know to sleep. Yeah. And then and then we pack up and move again. Okay, so it Keep was like a, a temporary camp mm-hmm. and then for a certain amount of time and then you would move on again and do it again and set yeah. up a temporary camp. Who who was coming? Who was what who was coming as far as what were they escaping from? Um the the Vietnamese. Okay. Viet uh Vietnam is next door to Cambodia. Right. But this um Vietnamese group, they are communists also, mm-hmm. but somebody told told the Vietnamese that there was uh, so much killing in our country. Mm-hmm. So this Vietnamese came and tried to chase out this uh, hor- horrible Khmeros who are killers. Mm-hmm. They kill a lot of people by, you know, um, like my camp that a single man and woman. Yeah. Originally, when we got there, we have a thousand of us. Okay, a thousand was in that single. Yeah. By the time when we are asked to pack up and move, we probably have about 200 people. <gasps> oh, my goodness. So 800 people have been killed or, or died of sickness or mm-hmm. maybe got moved somewhere else, but there's 800 people gone yeah 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 and and what was that i think that um it was like over two million people um yeah all together all together killed missing just kind of never to be seen again yeah yeah so um i met a few friends who family have been killed mm-hmm. bloodly killed uh, because of who they are oh. they they are in the high rank military or work for the government mm-hmm. or own a business that are flourishing, that are doing well. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Those people are their enemy. They want to get it of those people. Wow. They are just Anybody only. that could have any kind of a mind that would resist being controlled mm-hmm. is just eliminated. Yeah. My husband, um, fortunately, he came to the state long time ago Mm -hmm. so he didn't go through what I went through but his whole family was wiped out he had nobody so he your husband that you're married to he had already been in the U.S. so he he avoided this time but his Mm -hmm. family was still back home in Cambodia and they got all of his family got wiped out Mm -hmm. oh my goodness his mom his dad his sisters brothers and niece and nephew um he found out there was one nephew left wow so it, it just like so he never want to go back home because yeah. it just too painful of course yeah yeah how did this uh when you're moving to this in the woods in the in this camp how did this all come to an end did you ever get back to your family well at one point when we get closer to the jungle and I realized that they are moving us away from the city, from the, the, the main road. I said, this is not going to be closer to Baltimore. My goal is, well, you know, I want to be closer to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But when I see that this direction is far away from where I want to go, so I make plan to escape. Mm-hmm. So I asked um, to make plan, um, this is a life turning. Yes, a, a a big risk, risk. right? Yeah, a big risk, and I decided, you know, if I don't do it, I will never see my my family again. And you're probably thinking, what do I have to lose? Because this path is leading. You know, how long am I going to be able to? do this mm-hmm. and, and not be killed here. Right. I might as well take the chance. Is that what you were thinking? That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So uh, by that time, I I was back to my, my weak body again because it, 
had been four years I yeah. thing. so I'm not that strong so I realized I need some help so I asked three friends three okay. three women that um, we have been close you know connection so I asked them do you want to move uh, run away with me mm-hmm. and all three of them say yes oh yes yes so um, but they love me. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So you yeah. formed, even in this time, you formed some friendships. Um, everybody going through kind of the same thing. You had mm-hmm. to help each other, right? mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so these, these other three girls became your friends. And so now you have this plan. The four girls are going to run away. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to to make the uh, the long story short, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, bore the listener. Uh, but... Oh, I don't think anybody's going to be bored, but um, <laughs> we, we want them to, to, um, to get, get, get more information from your book, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't think anyone's going to be bored, Sarah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, to make it uh, short, our plan was successful. That's why I'm here. Yay! <laughs> well, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was very scary. Yeah. Very, very scary because if they ever caught us, we will never have a chance. Yeah, like yeah, that's they will it. Kill it's us like bang, 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 right, right. away. Mm-hmm. You know, but thank God he must have protected us. Mm-hmm. So, so you you got out of there and you got where did you go? When I got out, you know, I I look at the the footprint, you know the. The tracks? The, the trail that we mm-hmm. have been walking. Uh-huh. So uh, we went back. We tracked okay. our way back. And by the time that the sun rose, we saw some people. So we asked for direction. Mm-hmm. Direction to go to the main road. Mm-hmm. So when I know, when I got to the main road, I can find the direction to go to Madame Wong. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, people point me, oh, you go this way, this way. So we just just follow their direction. Mm-hmm. And it's a long way from the jungle. Mm-hmm. But we walk. We walk barefoot. We don't have any shoes. Wow. In the wood, you know. But, you know, um, what can we do? Well, yeah. There and, is no and, store to go and buy. Right, <laughs> right. And compared to what you've been going through, that was probably no big deal at no this point. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, so you did you make it back to your hometown? Did you find your family? Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Happy ending. Yeah, it's a Beyond long. that you're being here, I was like, please tell me you found your family. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's a long way. I had to track them down, and, yeah. and finally we got to uh, see each other. And my mom didn't recognize me. <gasps> oh, I was just extremely skinny. Yeah, just uh, skin and bone, and and. You know what she told me mm-hmm. later? She said, I recognize your forehead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a little like side thing. But um, my grandmother passed away a few yeah. years ago. And I, uh, she lived in another state, and so I hadn't seen her for a while. And she had gotten very um, sick. And then whenever she passed, she didn't look like herself at all because she had gotten very, very, very skinny. And that is what um, I focused on was her forehead and her hair. That's what looked, that's the part I recognized. And so I kissed her forehead and and rubbed her hair because that's the part that, uh, in her hands, that's Uh what, that's what looked like her. Yeah. So that actually makes a lot of sense to me that you're saying that. I'm so glad you recognize that because we don't, we don't lose much meat from our forehead. (laughs) There's not much meat there to start with. So it doesn't change that much, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the bone. <laughs> yeah, and your mom probably kissed that forehead a lot of times, I bet, when you were a little girl. Yeah, so she recognized your forehead. <laughs> you were too skinny. Uh, were your brothers and your and your parents okay? Yes. Oh, yes, good. Yes. Thank God. Oh, I lost uh, a few male uh, cousins. Mm-hmm. My aunt lost her son. My mm-hmm. other aunt lost her son, and mm-hmm. my my the, my other aunt lost her husband. It's just like male the man cannot survive. The, yeah, yeah. The men they um 
didn't do fare as well as as the women did your um did your parents did they and your brothers did they all were they all together all during this time or did they get separated they they got separated they got separated they, but they found their way back together too mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's a miracle in itself yeah yeah wow yeah. that's amazing yeah in in one of my books in one chapter i talk about my family what mm -hmm. happened to them in one point my my family was together mm -hmm. and they want to run away from the communists right mm -hmm. and then they got caught oh they uh the communists found them mm -hmm. and they 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 got they they point the gun at them mm -hmm. almost pull the um trigger, the trigger. Mm -hmm. but my mom was so smart she said stop 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 i just need a little rest look at me my mom was so skinny yeah she said look at me and she pulled out her her, her blouse mm -hmm. she opened up her blouse and it's all skin and bone yeah right? showing her she ribs said, and that yeah yeah, yeah. He, she said look look at me mm -hmm. i just need a little time to rest mm -hmm. so they put down the gun oh goodness yeah yeah thank goodness yeah. Mm. Oh, it was scary. If if they ever pull the trigger, I will lose everybody. Yeah. Nobody left. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So your parents, your family was made it through too and yeah. protected too. Yeah. Wow. At that at that time, my brother was about to run away, mm -hmm. and then my mom saw, "Honey, don't run." Oh, how old were your brothers at that time? My my brother probably about twenty two, twenty three. Okay, a couple years younger than yeah. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that that story I got up later when mm -hmm. my mom had an opportunity to to rethink about everything. Uh, but when I I wrote my book, I forgot about it. my first original book did not have this chapter with me. Okay. In the book, mm -hmm. I forgot all about it. All mm -hmm. I was writing was about me. Yeah. About how I, you know, Went how my everything. yeah my journey about mm -hmm. me, but I forgot. It's very important to put, you know, something because people ask me what happened to your family. Yes, and mm -hmm. then I realize, oh, yeah. my mom just told me about, you know, what happened what to happened. them on their side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I add this chapter at the newer, uh, newer version. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How long ago did, well, you, okay, so I didn't know there was a version before this. You said you wrote this one about four years ago. Mm -hmm. When did you decide to put this in a book? Um, 2015. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what happened um, for for 30 something years, I didn't want to think about it. It, yeah. just, it, it just, for me, it's no use to think about all those negative, all the dark time in mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. But once in a while, people ask me to tell my story. Mm -hmm. So maybe about two or three times I told my story. Mm -hmm. And every time I told them, they say, wow, mm -hmm. you need to write a book. Mm -hmm. So I, <laughs> I don't know what to write and how to write a book. And it's, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Even though at this time, this time I signed up to be on the mission team to go to Cambodia. Oh, a missions trip to Cambodia. Yeah, a mission yeah. trip to Cambodia, and I, um, I, um, I transitioned into this new church, and as soon as I got to to that church, they they starting to announce that our next mission trip to Cambodia is... Did, you, did your mouth just fall open? You join oh, this new church right. and they're going to go right to a mission Cam trip to yeah. Cambodia? To Cambodia, to Badambang also. <gasps> to literally oh, your hometown? Yes. That's crazy. Yes, yes. And the reason why they want to go to Badambang is that this trip is to go to encourage the, the victim of the human trafficking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's called Rafa House. Rafa oh, yeah. House, yeah, they, they have a safe house in Badambong mm -hmm. and in another province in Siem Reap. So they say, oh, Badambong is my hometown. I'm going. Mm -hmm. I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to make all this money to go, but I'm going. So I start to raise funds. Mm -hmm. And then one of the ideas is to write the book. Write the book and use the, the proceeds from that to fund your mission trip. Back wrong, to camp. Yeah. Oh, wrong idea. I mean, uh, wrong idea. Oh, that was a wrong idea? Yeah, yeah. It it was an idea, yeah. but 
I don't make enough money. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> the cost of putting the book together is more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, well, it's a good idea, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the idea to raise the fund from mm-hmm. the proceeds of the book, but the cost of putting the book together is a lot more than yeah <laughs> than what you were trying to raise. Yeah, you wound up on the other side of uh, fundraising. There isn't that how that happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah, but it it the book meant to be born. Yes, that was the reason. Right, that was yeah. the reason because you were kind of resistant to writing the book. I don't know how to write a book. I'm not going to write a book. But then this this other, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, what for? Who, yeah. who want to listen to that uh, horrible story? Mm-hmm. But and then when I think about it, look, we can learn from this story. Absolutely. It's not about telling a, a story. It's not a story. It's real life. Real life, right, that yeah. happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's part of the reason why I do the Detour podcast and I do mm-hmm. um, share other people's stories mm-hmm. in these different episodes. And there's lots of varied topics because no matter what the topic is, we can learn from each other mm-hmm. and we can be in... We can get information we can get education and we can get inspiration from other people yeah. um that helps us in our daily struggles now of course nobody probably that we know right now is going through anything as horrific as that but pain is pain and mm-hmm. struggle is struggle and um you, you know it's not really fair to compare i guess because right. people have their own struggles um, so what what would you say your your subtitle is a story of hope love and determination so what would you leave our listeners with um, to help encourage them well during my my darkest time in my life I would say the way I survive because I keep my hope up mm-hmm. my hope to reunite with my family. Okay, so that was the driving force. Yeah, and love, the hope, love, love is my love for my family, my mom. When when I took care of her when she was paralyzed, that how we we built such a strong love bond together, mm-hmm. and that love is just so alive in my life when I'm when I need to survive. Mm-hmm. When when you have a love, you you will keep going. You have something to fight for, yeah, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So um, so love and hope and go together, and the determination. Because when you have hope and you have love, you have a determination. You have to determine. Mm-hmm. You cannot wishy washy, and you know, oh, I want to see my family, but. If you don't do anything, if you don't determine, act on it, right? Um, act mm-hmm. on it. Like me, I I risk my life to escape from this uh, communist school, mm-hmm. to run away from them. If if I just keep following them, I will never come back to find my family. Mm-hmm. So. That so that um, that's so that's so wise and and so true. You had to make. You talked about I had to make a decision. I had to make a choice. You said that a couple times, you know, mm-hmm. when we were talking. Like, I had to make this choice. And, you know, I had to decide, was I going to stay, you know, in the kitchen job and where that wasn't going well? You know, was I going to stay there? Was I was I going to volunteer for that job in the first place? And so every one of those decisions was a tough one because you didn't, I'm sure, didn't know if it was the right one. Right, and right. Um, there was some risk involved, but you had to decide and determine what you wanted, which was to get back to your family. Yeah, and sometimes you, uh, even though you want something, you cannot always want it because if you are under communist regime, you have no right to do anything. Mm-hmm. And like, like I was so comfortable in the kitchen, like that's the best job I got during this hard time everybody mm-hmm. suffer mm-hmm. but i have no choice to hang on to that kitchen job right because they pull me out right mm-hmm. it's not it's not my decision to stay or to go mm-hmm. it's, it's i have no right you had no right you just yeah. had to 
decide what you were going to do with what you were being forced to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Take, take your choices where you had them, right? Yeah. Which was to escape or which was to volunteer for that single camp in the first place or, yeah, mm-hmm. all yeah. of that. Right. Yeah. So, um, again, when they put me back in the right field, you know, I can be bitter and angry and resentful. That they, It will show. Mm-hmm. They, they will show because they have a team meeting every night. Mm-hmm. So if if I don't act properly, I will get eliminated. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, sometimes you have to comply, but with the determination, with your goal in mind, right? You have to have your own vision where you want to end up. So, and now, um, through this book and through you do you do speaking um, engagements. Yeah. Um, and then you also help people uh, in their overall, overall well-being. And so you said that you focus on people being, uh, you know, mind, body, and spirit. And so we have just a couple minutes left. Tell us about that. And, and also how people can find you if they wanted to book you to be a speaker, if they want to get your book, um, or if they just want to contact you for more help. Okay. Yeah, about mind, body, and spirit is that, you know, uh, you heard my story that your your mindset, mm-hmm. your spirit, your love, your hope, that's a wonderful mindset. You have to have that. And also your body. Mm-hmm. Even though you have that wonderful mindset, but your body is so safe. Mm-hmm. You cannot perform. You cannot do anything. So even though at my at my bad time in in the communist regime, I had to get my body well. Mm-hmm. So working in the kitchen was like God sent me that in. little bit of time that you could spend and get your body healed, and that and that you knew about that neem tea that you yeah. could you know use what limited resources you could yeah yeah, yeah. so in this country uh, i don't expect anybody will drink the neem tea right it's just bitter 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 i cannot say bitter enough <laughs> it's definitely a survival yeah. situation where you're going to drink this okay <laughs> but in this country um, there are so many enemies that come your way. You have GMO, you have pesticide, you have toxic chemical in your product, your cleaning product and everything. You, you clean your home with this toxic and you, you breathe in into mm-hmm. your lung. Mm-hmm. And then all this food, is, it looks like food, but it's not really food. You mm-hmm. know, the, the quality of food in, in this age is very depleting mm-hmm. and um, for me I had to add the supplementation mm-hmm. so I, I recommend uh, people that if you want to keep your good health you need to add supplement mm-hmm. but you cannot just go and grab something from the store mm-hmm. from from the supermarket it's it's not the same if you are going to buy those product anyway you keep your money don't throw your money away mm-hmm. because uh, it doesn't have a lot of quality. It it doesn't help you. Some some of them might harm you. You think you're doing something good for yourself, but if you're not using quality product, then you you're you're either wasting your money and your efforts because it's not helping you, or you're taking in more chemicals, which it could hurt you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I um, I work with a company, a wellness company that they they. They manufacture very good quality product for everything that we need on our daily life. So, um, so you help people um, keep their bodies healthy. You encourage them to keep their um, mind and their and their spirit healthy. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that you're a big part of the community in in doing all three of those things. So um, I just thank you. I think I just thank God that that you're here today, mm-hmm. um, and that you are able to share this story with us. I think it is so important um, that we hear these kind of stories so that we can, um, you know, learn from history and from real life things. And uh, 
you know, these, these situations that happen, but also just the perseverance of the people yeah. that went through it um, can give us all encouragement to go through whatever that we are going through ourselves on a day-to-day basis, you know, smaller troubles, but as I said earlier, um, you know, troubles nonetheless. Right. So um, I just thank you so much for um, taking the time today and sharing your story. I'm just grateful that you're here and that I got to meet you. Thank you. Thank you, Miss And Sarah. Uh, they can find me at, <clears throat> at on my website, okay. sarahm.com. It's S-A-R-A-I-M.com. Okay. So when you, you go there, you will see my my speaking uh, calendar you can follow me there and you can call me my number i can i can shout out right now it's 727-512-3017 okay and i'll share um along with this um podcast uh out in the information uh i'll share your link to your website and again mm-hmm. it's sarah on no h so s a r a and then the last name is M I M. So sarahm.com. Yeah. And that links you to to all of the things that she does. So whichever part that you're interested in getting her book. Um is this book on Amazon or no, through the link? Okay. It's on that website. On that website. So mm-hmm. it's right through there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you yeah. again for um sharing the story with us. And listeners, thank you for listening. You can follow, interact, and ask questions about this episode and others on our Facebook page, which is The Detour Podcast, and on Instagram at Sheila Shinsky, and that's spelled Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A, Shinsky, S-H-Y-N-S-K-I. To hear more conversations like this one, you can listen to other episodes on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe when you listen so that you can join us again as we take the detour and enjoy the wander.